Hey, After Buzzers, thank you so, so much for tuning in to this week's edition of the Orphan Black After Show here at After Buzz TV. Tonight, we are going to be discussing season four, episode nine, the mitigation of competition. And we have a very special guest in the studio that you guys will be very excited about. So please stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Oh, hello, Cologne Clubbers. Welcome to the After Buzz TV After Show for Orphan Black. I am your host, Sam Davidson. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And you can find me, Sam, at SamD43, Twitter and Instagram. Before we announce our special guests, I have these two beautiful ladies. Introduce yourselves and let us know where we can find you on the Twitter. Hey guys, I'm Kelly McInerney. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Holly Weirdo. Hey guys, I'm Joel Monique. You can find me everywhere at Joel Monique. And of course, guys, we have Christian Bruin right here. What? I'm here. Oh, excitement. Ah. So crazy. Where hey, can everybody. we find you on social media, Christian? At the Bruin, T H E B R U U N, and on Instagram as Bonnie Castle, or just look up my name. You'll find it under <laughs> Christian Bruin. You literally have like your own fan club, which is amazing. It's uh, very bizarre. Yeah. It, it must feel good, and we are we've been looking forward to this day for a very long so time. So long. Yeah, mm-hmm. you guys. I was like, I can't believe I did it. We got him. <laughs> we got him. So, guys, he is here to talk with us about this amazing episode, Once Before the Finale. So, let's get into it. Yeah. We uh, we have Rachel, who is becoming a bigger part of the show. I mean, she's mm-hmm. always been a big part since she's been introduced, but mm-hmm. now she is kind of on our side. What are we feeling about this? Do we still trust her? No trust her? We will never trust Rachel. I will never trust Rachel. I'll speak for myself. I'll never trust uh-huh. Rachel. I'm kinda- um, go ahead. You go. I just think she's scheming. I think, like, it was great to see the demise of Evie and the well-calculated, like, it was just wonderful. You're like, oh, there's some good in you, but I also know that at the end of the day, this is for her. This this sets her up in a beautiful position just to just take over and I don't trust it. I don't know. I'm kind of like, wow. All right, maybe maybe you are nice. I don't really know. I don't know if I should trust <laughs> her, but I'm proud that she was on the on the right on side. the right and side this nice time to see her with the sisters. Yeah. Yes. Uh, okay. So what does Christian think, and what does Don? What would Donnie think? <laughs> uh. Christian loves Rachel. <laughs> That's my favorite clone, I think. Really? And it, yep, and and she has been since she's shown up because she's the most fast. I love Helena so much, and I love working with Helena as well. But um, Rachel fa- fascinates me so much because she hides everything so well, and you just can't tell whose side she's on. Mm. She's certainly in it for herself, but you know, sometimes she does things that support the sisterhood, and sometimes she's all about herself. Sometimes she's all about. The illusion. Sometimes she's all about um, uh, um, James Frain's character. Uh, oh, Susan or Frederick? Oh, Frederick. Yeah, uh, Ferdinand. 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 Sorry. Ferdinand. <laughs> Ferdinand. Frederick's Frederick. my brother. Come on, yeah. don't talk about my brother. Um, Ferdinand. And sometimes she's all about you know supporting her mother Susan. So it's just she's all over the map, and you have no idea what the hell she's thinking and what she's gonna do. And yeah, I find that the most compelling to watch. I think it would be a really fun scene to see uh, Donnie and Rachel like. Together. It's happened. Oh, it, it happened last. Was it last? It season? was at the end of season two. It was the finale. I got cut out completely out of the finale, which <laughs> happens. It happened almost again. I think this year, but they kept some of the stuff in. But um, yeah, 
the last episode of the second season had uh, a scene with Donnie going to Rachel with all his monitor receipts and being like, yeah, I just want to drop off my receipts and you're going to leave me alone and my family alone and, like, tries to lay down the law and get, like, some money back from being a monitor. <laughs> and she, like, swiftly puts him in his place. It was so much fun. And it doesn't officially count in the whole storyline of Orphan Black because it didn't make it into the episode, but it's out there on the interwebs. You can find you can find that deleted scene from oh, season two oh. somewhere. Um, and there was another scene with Allison uh, where I was like, you know, don't worry, I'm going to go take care of Rachel, blah, 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 like trying to be all manly because we had just rekindled our love again. Um, and they both got cut, but they were sort of a fun little snippet that we had lined up, but they don't count, so it's never officially <laughs> happened. Mm-hmm. But they're out there to watch, so go watch them, people. <laughs> I yeah. will. I love that. And uh, after the Black, you know, the BBC America mm-hmm. after show, they'll do the, some deleted scenes now. Right, but yeah. During their after show, which is so much fun. And I loved it. And uh, I DVR Orphan Black, so when I go through the commercials, they had a scene this week with Helena. <laughs> That, um, I don't know. If which I, one is it? Is it? I think I know which one it is. It is when Helena is going through, like, you know, the woods or whatever in the snow, and then this family comes. It's the best. I love with it. their daughter. And she, they, she starts, like, screaming and crying because Helena has, like, an animal on top of her head. Yeah, she shot a deer with a bow and arrow. And, like, this kid in the car is like, Mommy, I see a deer in the woods. I see a deer. And they slow down the car, and they're like, oh, what is it? What, what's in the woods? And it's Helena with the dead, yeah. bloody deer on her back. And they're like, oh, they're screening as she comes out covered in like pelts and furs oh, with a deer on her back. It's, it's it hilarious. Best. It's amazing. Back to Rachel though. You know, what are we thinking? Because actually some people had a big question for you was what are you feeling about caster clones and mm-hmm. all that. And Ira is really the only one that we see this season. Mm-hmm. And he's become a Felix in a way to Rachel, which some Interesting. people have said. Almost mm. like a right, right hand mm-hmm. um, brother to Rachel in a sense. Yeah, a brother that's like also in kind love of an uncle in a weird way. Brother uncle, just a brother uncle. I'm really Normal concerned thing. that their relationship will turn romantic and then they'll be Ugh. having sex with themselves. Come uh, on. Is it masturbation? No. I don't know. It's very <laughs> I don't want it either. I think it's gross, but I'm afraid it's headed that way. They did. That's when we jump the shark and run out of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> we start having clones. It's like <laughs> season nine. Other. It's like clones of clones of clones of clones. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible. But they, you know, he is looking out for Rachel at this point. Yeah. I feel like a little bit more so than Su- than he is for Susan. I yeah, think, he feels yeah. a little betrayed by Susan, I think. Mm-hmm, totally. Because um, Susan is all about the science and willing to make deals with the Lita clones and cut Castor out if that's what Lita wants and to, you know, to get whatever material she can get her hands on. So like, I think Susan showed her true colors. I think that was last up like episode eight or something like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. A little, a little betrayal going on Mm -hmm. in that weird Weird (laughs) mother son. It's like (laughs) that great pool scene. You mean what? (laughs) Oh God. Oh God. You guys, I remember watching that scene and I was like, no, Sam. I was like, it's late. You're, you're not thinking right. (laughs) They're just going for a swim. Yeah. Don't go there, Sam. You're gross. You're gross for thinking that, Sam. (laughs) And I got closer Mm -hmm. and And, closer. And it was like the scene in the cruel and cruel intentions when they were in the pool and they started hooking up. And I was like, oh no, no, (laughs) I don't want this. Cruel Intentions throwback. Yeah. From, from Orphan Black. Freaking love that movie. It's a, great, it's a great film. So, you know, Ira is in this with Rachel now, though. It is a thing. And they team up with Felix and Sarah. So it's kind of... It's you an know, odd combination of yeah, people. Yeah, nobody saw that coming. 
And I love when Rachel talks about Sarah, and he's like, you don't really like her much, do you? And she's like, well, she stuck a pencil in my brain. Right. Yeah. So. It's true. I mean, I would hate somebody that did that to me. There's certainly no love lost <laughs> yeah. between those two. And, like, Sarah's been so elusive to dyad neo Lucian, whoever for so many years like she's just somehow been able to fly under the radar and then once she became aware of who she was still managed to escape them and just you know despite all their best efforts so you know rachel's used to getting what she wants and she can't get sarah so i think that drives her crazy too and of course the pencil in the eye yeah <laughs> yeah that must hurt i mean i love <laughs> literally that. and physically yeah <laughs> It is. It was a great scene, and I think the two of them are more connected, really, than we know. Be, you know, just just their personality types, because they're both the leaders mm. of their yeah, own. They're both alphas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Alpha clones. Alpha clones. Absolutely. And alphas and alphas don't don't get along. Really don't. <laughs> but we have some more Evie in this episode. We love Jessalyn Wanlin. She's it's been so here. Good. She's yeah. So good. And she's so good at what she does in this show because if you guys watched our after show, like you saw that she was the sweetest, nicest person. She's so nice. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she is amazing at playing this terrible villain that seems to have no qualms for anyone or anything. Even the little babies. Yeah, oh. euthanizing. That was bad, guys. That baby, that yeah. poor baby. How did you guys feel about that being shown on TV? Because I don't know if anything like that has ever really been shown. I think it's important to show stuff like that. I think one of the best parts of the show is it kind of deals with um, ownership of your own body and, and ownership of other people's bodies and science and technology and genetics and what is right you know, uh, I mean, it's that whole Jurassic Park conundrum. It's, wow, what does Dr. Malcolm say? He said, you were so busy. Kelly would know this. You were so busy concerned <laughs> with uh, if you could, you didn't bother thinking if you, you should. should. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, that's that's kind of what the show's about as well. And and you've got these people who are obsessed with, with the science of creating. And then, you know, people being like, uh, hold up, these are other people's bodies that you're me- messing with, even though you created that body it doesn't make it yours so it's 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 got a lot of ethical implications to it and and i think it's important to show things like that baby being born i think uh for fertility and infertility has been something that's really cropped up this season more than others mm. and um and that's something that is so important to people these days and is still getting um still finding itself in the science and and you know, there's not a lot of TV shows, I think, talking about what it's like to be infertile and, and try and have a, a child of your own and the ownership around that and what you owe for having a baby through uh, other than just regular old sexual means. So, you know, <laughs> through science. And, and I think it's cool to see the show deal with those topics. Yeah, I mean, I do too. What do you guys think? Because it, it's very sensitive to a lot of people, and this is mm. an amplified version of yes, that. You totally. know, it's this yeah, like a villain slash superhero, but at the same time, I don't not like I think this is happening, but in a way, for some people in their minds, it's a very hard thing, and they must feel like they owe something to somebody when they, you know, and there's probably complications sometimes when you get in vitro or whatnot. So I think it's. It's an interesting way that they're kind of tackling. It also just makes her more evil, you know? (laughs) Because 
Especially after, like, seeing how nice she was. This is great to be like, oh, no, she's bad, you yeah. know? Evil Cho. And it... Yeah. Evil Cho. <laughs> yeah. yeah, is that what's going around on, on Twitter? People yeah. calling her Evil Cho. Yep. It's great. Evil Cho, absolutely. And, you know, that video, so that she gets sent the video, and it's, you know, it's from, uh, what is it, Ken, or not Kendall. Tabitha. Tabitha. Or, no, Kendra, there's Kendra, yeah. and Ta- I think it was from Kendra. Yeah. And they said, just leave us alone or else this will go viral, whatever it is. Yeah. It'll go out to all the news outlets. And she she doesn't seem super unhinged, her partner. Kendra or? No, Evie. Mm-hmm. Well, she has to keep she it together. Her calm yeah. Very well. Uh, Evie's got a plan. She's like, oh, that's fine. Just kill them. Like, they're predictable. They're humans. I We can probably find where they're going. She's got police at her disposal. I don't think she feels she has any... I mean, clearly she's no problem just killing things that are in her way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she doesn't. She's blinded by her own power. Yeah. Her oh. ruthless ambition. Yeah. But with that being said, you know, there is Helena, like we talked about, who will kill whomever, whatever, gets in her way. Mm-hmm. But Helena will defend she has herself to the death. I feel like we haven't really seen Helena, Helena go after anybody viciously since maybe season one. Everything since then has uh, been... The Portuguese Mafia? Yeah. Again, not her fault. She didn't. She didn't like stalk them. But and, she went like, after them pretty, pretty ruthlessly. Yes, don't but piss again, her off. Yeah. She went after her sister. Don't mm-hmm. touch her sisters. Yeah. Don't touch her sisters, and you will or be her fine. Babies. It was but, her frozen babies in that case. Yes. I think. Yes. Babies. My babies. Babies. When I get pregnant <laughs> yeah. one day, I'm gonna be like, my babies. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna go around with Helene. I'm gonna start wa- yeah. stop washing my hair, bleach it yeah. blonde, and just I be love like, it. my this babies. Is a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> what did you guys feel like about this interaction between Felix and Adele? and Helena. That was so heartbreaking. Oh. I I for Felix to have to go full circle like this to being I don't feel like I'm a part of this family to finding a sister to trying to make a family work with her to realizing like he had his family there the whole time, which is usually such like a a great romantic kind of moment in cinema mm-hmm. or television when you're like the family I wanted was there the whole time, but for him it's like fuck. It, it's there's, a requirement almost. Yeah, there's so mm-hmm. much drama. I can't bring anyone else into yeah. this. And I have to shoulder a lot of this burden by myself because I'm not one of the sisters. Yeah. I, I think that's just really. This is one of my favorite storylines of the season is is Felix and and uh, and his sister. And I think there's been so many good moments throughout the season of like Felix finally standing up for himself and what he needs for once because he's always at the beck and call of Sarah and the clones and he's always loyal to them. But like him and Sarah have that argument outside his apartment, like in the hallway. And, like, they're both like, well, piss off then. Yeah, you piss off. And, like, I'm done. Yeah. You know, like, I've got my own stuff to deal with. You can't just... And, and like, Sarah... Oh, it's, Sarah drives me crazy. I would... She she just, like, takes advantage of him all the time. So mm-hmm. it's, it's been crazy to see him stand up for himself. But then kind of sad in the end to watch him have to, you know, go back and be like, okay, I, these are where my loyalties lie right yeah. now. Yeah, it's, it's sad. It's frustrating too for Adele, who's just like, like she just found her brother and she trusts him, but then it's like, wait, you're s- still hiding stuff, like. Yeah. Because I feel like I guess the, I'm assuming the father not a not a very trustworthy guy, so he was she was probably hoping he'd be different, <laughs> and he's hiding all this like bunch of sisters, yeah. and... like daddy issues all over again. Damn it. Yeah. yeah. It it is sad, but so are we now? Because okay. 
Christian, we, at least I was on the side that Adele was a bit fishy. Mm -hmm, I didn't mm -hmm. know if I trusted her. But this episode, I felt as though I saw that she was legitimately confused out of her freaking mind. I think so. Mm -hmm. Despite, you know, whether she's drunk or stoned or sober, I think she's legitimately confused by what the hell's going on and not being told the truth. And uh, I think she's such a fun character in the show. She's been such a good addition this year. Uh, we've had really good additions this year. Oh, heck yeah! Yeah, it's been it's been the casting department has really hit it out of the park this mm -hmm. year. But she's she's great and she's legitimately pissed off and has a right to be as well. Yeah. Has this season for you been a favorite? Because for me, this is like the first season and the fourth season have been my favorites. I have loved I've loved <laughs> every season, but that I really love this season. Do you felt do you, do you feel as though this was different or felt as though it was a throwback to season 1? For me it felt like a throwback to season 1. Um and I think that's kind of what they were gunning for the whole time. They they, they did such an awesome job in the in the first two episodes with all the uh flashbacks. We get to see Paul and 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 people that, you know, are no longer with us. So it it, it was such a, a a cool idea to just start playing with what Beth's story was, which we see her throughout the season showing up, whether in ghostly form, you know, <laughs> haunting, haunting Sarah, or, you know, in flashbacks, and with MK, this, like, quirky, quirky new Finnish clone. And and there's... There is that feel of freshness to it as well. Every season has a different... Almost a different genre to it. Like, the first... Or just a different feel. The first season was, like what the F is going on, what the hell, what the hell, and at the end of it, you're like, oh, this is what it is. The second season is trying to deal with the repercussions of finally knowing what's going on and then being thrown for a loop. And then the third season is like an action show where it's like we've got these bad boy male clones that we need to combat. And then this season has been kind of jumping back to the, to the beginning and, and giving us answers from the past. Let's talk about some Donnie and Allison mm -hmm. this episode. <laughs> you know, Dallison. Whoa, I just came up Dallison. with that. Dallison. Wow. <laughs> wow. Mind blown. You're welcome. Uh, so he gets out of prison mm -hmm. a bit frisky. He's very, he had two, two very long days in prison. Yeah, Papa needs his conjugal. I don't think he would have made it. You know? I don't think he would have made a week in there. No. One of our like loyal followers who's B69B says, Donnie and Allison feel like my parents, so when they do sexual oh, stuff, God. I feel like I'm being traumatized. <laughs> Which, a well, little. you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. Try not to think of it. Oh, it's like saying, don't think of a pink elephant. You're yeah, thinking about there. it, aren't you? Mm -hmm. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind those scenes. I think they're hilarious. So great. Honestly. Yeah. And... Because Allison is so controlled, and Donnie is just like, whoo, you know, like, fly by the seat of his pants, and let's go for the ride. Yep. And when they <laughs> when they reunite, and they decide, let's do something special, we need to, like, get the F out of here. Mm -hmm. Allison, instead of going out of the country, because Donnie cannot, That's suggest, right. you know, going to the water park. Yeah. The indoor water park, I think it was, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which I think Kelly actually did uh, with her boyfriend a couple weekends ago. Not oh. indoors, outdoor. Raging oh. Waters. Oh, it was outdoor. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nice. Got Party. season passes. <laughs> <laughs> was it like a weekend thing or just a day trip? No, just it's like an hour away from here. Okay. So that's like, instead of the beach, we'll go there now. How wonderful was that? I love it. Really fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you I didn't reckon. get foot and mouth disease like Oscar did in the show. I think Don, <laughs> Don 
mentions that at one point. No, yeah. That's good. Well, when they decide to go there, Donnie goes downstairs to mm-hmm. get his flip flops. Gotta have your flippies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then he gets attacked by. Oh what, my gosh. Yeah, what I call it's like that Neo guy. Yeah. The blonde the Neo eye. guy. Yeah. He's pretty. Or it's, the it's, eye. It's mm-hmm. not the eye. I wish. Yeah, the eye guy's still in prison, I hope. He looked just like him, there. though. He's, of, he's the guy from the... He's one of the cheek choppers yeah. from the beginning of the oh, season. He's like yeah. the, one of the paramedic guys. Yeah. That's the partner. the other girl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. where's your yeah. partner at? He was getting Donnie. Yeah. yeah. And they... Oh, poor Donnie. It feels like he is in the clear... Time yeah, to relax. He, he's like, he just had, <laughs> he just had a big old sex. He was all relaxed, ready to go on vacation. He was feeling pretty good, and uh, nope, got hogtied. Yeah, and almost killed. Hogtied, and that's what Helena basically said. She was like, "What did she say?" Looked like, look like a roast pig. Donnie looked like a roast pig. And yeah, they get all tied up and about to probably get killed, and Allison is about to get the bot put in her. Yeah. Which, can we pause for just a moment and say, Allison is, like, the bravest person I know. Like, she did not flinch. There was not two seconds of her being like, well, maybe. She was like, I'm just going to pray. Like, I have nothing mm-hmm. to give you, yeah, so just I'm just going to let it. this happen. And it was, I love seeing her that strong and just, like, unflinching. And it's so, because she works so hard to create and, like, have this family. And so to see her really work for it is always, like, really heartwarming and touching to me. And I was really rooting for her in that moment. And then Helena burst through the door and I was like, this is everything I wanted. This is so perfect. (laughs) She's been really, like, tempted this season, too. Like, last episode, too, people were like, tell us, tell us. And she's still not flinch, like you said, flinching. Well, Mm -hmm. she was about to for Donnie's sake. Mm -hmm. But when she found out Donnie was okay, you know, the rest of the Sistras figured it out. She was relieved, but yeah, she was not going to give it up, and she said goodbye to you, mm-hmm. and it was super sad, and then when Helena came in with the bow and I arrow, called it, by the way. <laughs> I wanted to be like, Helena's going to come. We saw her. She's going to come, because she asked about the Hendrixes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Did it. So, I was thinking, I think that Helena and Kira both have some and someone said like be more stupid stop talking about powers in the comments once <laughs> i won't stop um i think that they both have some at least some kind of you know telepathic something like they can tell when something is up and i think that helena has a very special connection to kira and when she spoke on the phone with sarah earlier in the episode and she said how are the hendrix and she said, are they not okay? Are they in trouble? And Sarah basically said, no, 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 not really. They're fine. She knew to come back. I think that, for me anyway, that read as, I know you, Sarah. Yeah. Like, she was not letting Sarah mm-hmm. get away with anything in that entire conversation. She was really drilling her. And I felt in that moment, she was like, let me go run and check on these fools because y'all can't take care of each other. <laughs> you guys are all hot messes. <laughs> Um, I, I do agree with you that Kendra is clearly has some kind of Kira. Kira I'm sorry, you're right. Kira has some crazy so kind of power. On this show. <laughs> Lots of K's. Um, yeah, too many K's, guys. Come on. What's happening? Um, but I, I don't know about the uh, like what do you call it? like the original clones. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. I don't think Helena. I think she's connected to Kira because she has a kind of childlike demeanor about her. I mm. mean, if ch- children killed people. But like, <laughs> yeah, the killing aside. Same type of vibe. Yeah. Let's just hope that that doesn't happen to Kira. Um, I am praying. Well, we saw her in the first season get hit by a car and get mm-hmm. hit bad by mm-hmm. a car and then, like, walked away from it. Like, was in the hospital and they're like, we don't know how, but she's okay. <laughs> like, there's yeah. so, there's something up there for sure. And I think, 
I think we need answers. Mm. Well, yeah. come on, people. Yeah, people. I'm talking to Graham and John, the showrunners. <laughs> <laughs> if you're watching, give Which us some answers. Be. Yeah, and I, you know, there it, there was a moment actually that when Kira, well, no, it was when Helena, what when Donnie and Helena a few episodes ago they were being questioned by the police and Helena had to pretend to be Allison, mm-hmm. and she kind Helena like knew some stuff. Helena. Maybe it's this like spidey sense instinct because she's basically an animal and has like lived in like wilderness, <laughs> so she feels like an animal and like. There's a really things. cool moment in that scene too, where they do they do the old clonaroo split screen thing, and you see Allison come out of the kitchen quietly and just kind of stand against a wall and listen to the conversation that's going on between Donnie and Helena and the cops. And it gets to that moment where they like chew Donnie out for answering questions for Helena. It's like you gotta let your wife answer. And they ask her all these campaign questions, and, like, there's this long bit of silence. And in that two-shot, you see Allison stand there, and all of a sudden she just closes her eyes, and then Helena has all this information. It's so weird. And I don't know what the hell's going on there. In the same <laughs> you're, way. You're just I, adding fuel to this right. power fire. Everyone called me crazy. And I was like, no, I saw that scene, and they looked at each other, and that information was exchanged between their brains. But I don't know if that's on purpose. Like, I'm legitimately <laughs> saying that. Like, I was in the damn scene. I was filming it. I know all the creators. Like, you know, like, I'm in it. I don't know if that's on purpose or not, or if that's just Allison just being like, come on, like, praying or something like that. But it was so cool. And I... and. I think someone pointed out pointed it out to me, and then I texted uh, Tatiana, and I was like, "Is this a thing? What's going on?" And so, like, you know, I want to know like what that's all about, and if it is something. Mm-hmm. Still don't have an answer. Well, because okay. she doesn't respond to my texts. <laughs> <laughs> she does. Yeah. I'm sure she's amazing. Oh God, I can only imagine. I, sometimes I have dreams that I'm like best friends with her, and <laughs> yeah, but but it's just like sometimes it's different ones. I don't know. Anyways. Getting back to the show. Wait, different clones or different types of dreams? It, no, it's different clones, but then sometimes just like Tatiana being like, girl, get it together. I'm a real person. And I'm like, <laughs> That's how she talks. Uh, well, I know. That's not. Because I'm like, that's And okay, Helena saves them. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you a question about when Helena and Donnie have had to pretend a lot. And I thought Helena was secretly falling in love with you, and I was really worried yeah. that there was going to be some transference between Allison and mm-hmm. Helena. Whoa, yeah, <laughs> there was there was a lot. I think what Donnie offered uh, Helena was, or represented to Helena, was um, stability. A good man who wasn't like taking advantage of her, a family man, a safe home, a stocked fridge, <laughs> you know, like a normal life, which is all Helena, I think, has ever really wanted. I don't think she wants to be a crazy, you know, killer. I don't think she wants to be an assassin. She's had like a the worst upbringing, terrible life so far, and she's found a family for the first time in her life beyond people taking advantage of her. And so she, you know, she sees that in Allison and Donnie. And Donnie is, like, the most unassuming... He's just a normal guy. He's just a very normal person. He's a suburban dad. And I think she gloms onto that. But but I think she still just has has a heart for Jesse Towing. I mean, Jesse Towing is, is everything to Okay, Julia Noons literally just wrote in, like, where is Jesse? Where yeah, where is Jesse? You guys, we're all reading each other's minds right now. It's the clone club that is... It's really happening in real life. 
And that also means that that's what's happening on the show, and I'm going to be right. So, boom, <laughs> shakalaka. <laughs> and, I know everything. I'm not going to say anything. I know. I've seen it all. I've seen the last episode, guys. It's so good. <laughs> I can tell behind so your excited. eyes yeah. so many secrets. I'm trying to, like, keep them organized in my brain. If you ever watch any of the cast members in an interview, like this one right now on After Buzz TV, um, <laughs> if you ever watch them in an interview, you can see the hamster in their brain, like, pedaling through, trying to power the Rolodex of information because so much happens in every episode. And especially, it's most dangerous when we're being interviewed before we've even aired uh, no, it's in the middle of the season that's dangerous because we don't know what was last episode, what's the next one. We get advanced copies because we do interviews in advance and things like that. So we like to to watch in advance um, so that we know what we're talking about for, mm -hmm. you know, like I, I did an interview for episode 10 for the finale uh, a couple weeks ago. So I watched a rough, rough cut of that. And and then, of course, like eight still had to come out and nine. And I'm just like, oh, wait. <laughs> Uh, so I'm, this interview is for which episode and what has happened here and what uh, do I have to make sure it doesn't come out? Okay, good. Because there's so much that happens every episode. I don't want to spoil it. We appreciate I mean, you so can. much happens in the finale. Don't, don't spoil it. No, no. Okay, here it goes. I'm going to just... I'm just gonna do it. And I'll be fired. I would be instantly fired from the show. <laughs> just kidding. But like, what if it was that you died and you were just like, I'm just going to throw this shit out the window. Whoa. No, you're and never Donnie gonna gets die. Offed. No, he, Danny, Danny, what the hell? Donnie <laughs> could never go because, and him and Felix, I just think, are the two rocks for outside of the clones that mm -hmm. we need. And if we Art lose is them, pretty, pretty oh, much I, a rock, I, too, for I, you're, sure. You're absolutely right. When I said that to Kevin, and Scotty. Yeah. Oh. Scotty's there loyally doing all the science. Oh, Sam well, has theories about Scotty that I don't think we can talk him. about right now. You don't trust Scotty? Thank no. you. Look at this coming from Donnie. Scotty is the best. <laughs> I, you guys, I still don't trust Scotty. <gasps> I think that... I think you need to have Josh on the show. I know. I, I mean, get Josh on the show. Would, we're about yeah, it. That would be freaking amazing. Uh, speaking of really smart people, though. Yes. Yeah. Guys, we have a great sponsor today. Chapman University. Yeah. <laughs> so, so amazing. Get your education up. Do it. They're located in Orange County, California, 16 miles from the beach, a little over 30 miles from Los Angeles, minutes from Disneyland. I went for the first time a month ago. It was amazing. Still and wearing the pin. I'm never taking it off. Never taking it off. <laughs> Uh, they've got tree line, 75-acre campus in the heart of historic city of Orange. Only 8,000 students are enrolled in the undergraduate and graduate programs, so you know you're going to get small classes and the attention that you deserve. They're best known for their programs in film and television. A lot of people here who have been to Chapman. Business, science and technology, education, health services, and the arts. Ten different schools and colleges and more than 100 different majors and programs. There's literally something for everyone. In terms of free time, there's lots to do on campus and off. There are close to 200 clubs and student organizations right there on campus. Chapman University is a comprehensive university that still provides personalized attention for its students. Classes are small. Student-to-faculty ratio is 14 to 1. Best part, 86% of students benefit from some sort of financial aid, so you may not have to pay for all of this yourself, which is a big bonus. No one wants to shell out all that money. For some people, it's next to impossible, so you can check out Chapman and get some help. For more information, check out www.chapman.edu backslash information. Once again, www.chapman.edu backslash information. This place sounds good. Yeah. I want to go there. Sounds like a legit place. We're going to take I, care of you. Yay, would, smart people. Highly suggest. <laughs> you want to get an education, which you should. You should. Mm -hmm. I have a degree. Somebody just educated. graduated 
from college today. Hey, congrats. Aldra Walton. Right on, lady. Yeah. yeah. Why didn't you go to Chapman? <laughs> <laughs> go back to school and Try do it again. right. Get that graduate Chapman. degree, you know? Yeah. All the things. Another thing I thought that was really fun about this episode was that Sarah is like trying to be Beth again, but Art's like, dude, you're not Beth anymore. Can you just stop right now? Yeah, he's over the like, okay, fool me once, <laughs> fool me twice. Yeah, like he's he's done with it. He, it hurts for him too, right? Like, yeah, it hurts it, his heart. It hurts his heart because we, as we saw. They were real partners more than just partners. Yeah, exactly. That kind of partner. Yeah, that type of partner. So, you know, it's a bit much for sure. I'm glad he threw those rose-colored glasses off, though, because I feel like Art can now be an essential member. He's like, I now know everything, and I'm no longer disillusioned with anyone. And now you guys know everything, too. Yeah, and Mm -hmm. I'm here to take names. And to see him and Sarah working together like cop partners was kind of cool, actually, and I'm hoping we get a little more of that. And take out Duco. So good. I just kind of had an epiphany. I feel as though Art uh, is trying to, like, you know, Beth is dead, and Mm -hmm. she can't be who she is. And while Sarah is kind of being Beth right now, there still needs to be someone on the police force that is on their team. So it's as though Art is kind of taking Beth's place and has taken her responsibilities. Yeah. To which is, yeah. which yeah. is a much more sustainable model than before, because Beth cannot be leader of the Sestras and a good cop at the same time. It's nope. literally what killed her, drove her to insanity. Yep. Um, so to have them divvy up that power and, and both bear the brunt of a lot of the struggle, it's nice. Absolutely. And, you know, we see a lot of Sarah, obviously, this episode, like we always do. There's the stuff with the Brightborn girls, and we get to see it was uh, Kendra who had the the boy born from her that was blind, and that was really sad and fascinating. Mm. And then, you know, we get Rachel again, who tries to jump in. She's trying to work with Sarah. Mm Mm-hmm. But thirsty to work. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's not as though she didn't try. Uh, I will say that. mm Mm-hmm. Just saying. Mm-hmm. I'm a bit naive when it comes to people. If they tell me, like, I'm good, I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. I know. I, I'm I trying. I trust Rachel at all. <laughs> she's going to be the downfall of everyone. <laughs> oh, I hope. Well, what if she's not? I know all the answers. <laughs> I know everything. <laughs> well, it was at least interesting to see them try to work together because I feel yeah. as though it might be a thing in the future that they're going to have to do. They are forever mm-hmm. linked. What, even if Rachel burned the whole building down tomorrow, I think in three episodes they still have to come back together and try to work together because they're in it. But to be at like the same time, if together. she could burn Sarah and all of her sisters down, she would. Like mm-hmm. she, They did that with Helsinki. Yeah. They keep talking about the Helsinki protocol. And and this this there was a comic book series called Orphan Black Helsinki so that was good. like five issues. It was so good, and uh, um, Helly Kennedy wrote uh, wrote the the episode or the issues, and they're so so good. And um, it was a really cool backstory into like what Helsinki was all about, yeah. and and what the European clones were were. And uh, you know, Rachel has no qualms going down that road again. I think. No, mm-hmm. I can't mm-hmm. see that she would hesitate at all, especially if it puts her at the top of any organization. Like, she craves power. I think she needs to feel needed, which is why I think if Sarah could be a little bit more diplomatic, I think she and Rachel could have a successful working relationship right. if you would just let her feel empowered for, like... But she also has this weird relationship with Charlotte, the, like, the little girl clone, yes. who is also mm-hmm. Alita clone, because she's, a, she's a, just a young version mm-hmm. that was, mm-hmm. like, cloned, or many attempts were made... And then, and then finally, they they made Charlotte, and she's kind of like 
years behind everybody else, but she's linked to Rachel, and so it's like this weird motherhood sisterhood thing yeah. going on there so it really is it, it, it's it is an odd thing and i do possibly think that uh charlotte is going to be coming a lot more into play as is kira mm-hmm. uh you know they're both the younger generation of that we end the episode though with rachel doing everything she does to evie cho outing her publicly yeah. that was a yeah. lot of fun and we were all like whoa yes I loved her? it. Applauding Rachel mm-hmm. yeah. for once, you know? Crazy See, she's fascinating. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's so evil, but she's so deliciously evil. <laughs> I also love Ferdinand. Like, I love that he's so, such a fop and, like, so in love with Rachel as well. And, like, they're the perfect couple. Yeah. There's something yeah. about those two that... Yeah. I am excited to see them together again. Yeah. That will be really Hopefully. fun. Speaking of couples, at the end of the episode, we have Delphine. Who? Oh, God. Wait, who? Delphine okay. lives. Do you know how long we've sat on that? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Do you know what it's like to get, like, a million tweets a day from people, like, hashtag save Delphine. Like, what's, where's Delphine? We need answers. Like, we've been sitting for, like, a year. <laughs> a year on that. I have to tell you, our fans have been so, so excited. They have a hashtag called Delphine Lives. I think um, one of them is named Delphine Lives. Delphine Lives is their Twitter handle. And so they've been predicting it since, like, I think episode two we started talking about whether Delphine was going to be alive or coming back or Mm -hmm. not. So I was really excited to see you guys' fan reactions. And you haven't disappointed. You guys are really Mm -hmm. stoked. I'm stoked. I cannot wait to see. Thank you for sticking around and waiting for her to come back. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, did anyone else think, though, when they saw that behind the head shot of Delphine, I thought perhaps... Was Adele? Yep. Me too. Really? Oh, she's so But then I heard French music and I was like, Because Adele has wonderful hair as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, very similar hair, but it is Delphine. Before we get into some predictions, we have some questions mm. for you, Christian. About Delphine. Just answers about Delphine <laughs> that people want. Spoilers. All kinds of questions. Yep. You know, Paolo Bizen says, uh, my question is, what's the most crazy, interesting theory you have ever heard about Orphan Black? Is there, like, one, like, really off the cuff where you're like, wow, you guys... No, I mean, I'm surprised I haven't heard, like, it's aliens that are doing this. (laughs) Is that your theory? That's my theory. Yeah, it's aliens. We're just part of a zoo. The aliens are watching us. That would make, like, I don't know. That would be terrible. It would be just such a bad (laughs) mashup of sci-fi genres. Yeah, definitely. Colin Hollis, too, asks, if you had an offer to be cloned, would you take it? Me, Christian Brune, or, or Donnie. You, <laughs> or, or, or both. Playing a role of, of a bunch of clones. Uh, I would not clone myself. <laughs> I, you know what? Here's the thing. Okay. I would try to make a baby the fun way first. <laughs> and maybe if that for some reason didn't go, then I would keep practicing making a baby and, and failing because that's the fun part. And then I would clone myself. Oh, um, multiplicity, though. Yeah. It'd be Look at fun. That. Oh, Covering sorry. all of the bases. Multiplicity, that amazing movie. <laughs> where each clone Michael got King. dumber and dumber and dumber and Number dumber. Number four is the best. Yeah. <laughs> I like that, that would be one. I mean, okay. I have to rewatch it. It, it actually is an amazing film. Michael, one of Michael Keaton's I just Keaton's watched best. it recently. No, it's not one of Michael yeah, Keaton's best. Yeah, it is. Guys, is it really? Yeah, yeah. watch it again. I watch it again. Andy McDowell's in there. Like, damn, you know? Like, that is one hell of a Here's my prediction. We're gonna have one of Michael Keaton's multiplicity clones <laughs> show up, one. and that'll be the dumb one with oh, the one that like wears favorite. like the hat with the propeller on his head. And like, him and Helena will fall in love. Yes, and yeah. then there will be a whole storyline with all of Michael Keaton's clones. I would Helena fall in love with Michael Keaton's Batman though. 
He's, he's, one, of clones. he's one of the clones. Every single one of Michael Keaton's characters through all of his movies just will be clones. considered a clone. So Batman will show up at one point. You guys, yeah. this is a Beetlejuice. Great movie. <laughs> I think Beetlejuice and Helena would Beetlejuice go. Beetlejuice and Helena. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh yes. Another question um, from I can't even read this name. It's Oli Duingling. Uh, and they are asking about improv when, if you work in improv, especially when you're working with Tatiana. Yeah. Um, it's very rare to be given the opportunity to do improv on television. Um, there's a lot of money riding on the scenes, on the time that's spent creating them and filming them. Um, and yet, for some reason, they keep letting us. I think it kind of started that. Um, Tat and I didn't know each other before. We met on set on my first day in episode three of season one. Um, and we didn't know each other. I was terribly nervous. And, you know, we grew to really be fond of each other, turn into best buds and not best buds, like good buddies. And, uh, <laughs> well, she just won't respond to your time. text messages. Yeah, so. I'll show you. Them. They're, pretty, they're pretty ridiculous. <laughs> we have a lot of bad Snapchats and, and, and dub smashes oh, that we send each other. Oh, she's the uh, best at dub smashes. She's very good. Um, and, uh, and then we started having fun with each other and, and just, we found out we both have an improv background and we would just start really riffing in character and just putting buttons on scenes at the end of the scene, just, just ending it with a button just to give it a pop, something interesting to just kind of set it off. Cause we quickly realized that there was a lot of comedic potential between Donnie and Allison. Um, and the writers picked up on that and John and Graham picked up on that and they were like, Oh Let's let's have some fun with this. So, you know, they just keep the camera rolling and let us improv our way out of things and into problems and out of problems. <laughs> and then at one point, um, it was season two after I shot Dr. Leakey and we had to bury Dr. Leakey in the garage. Uh, TJ Scott was directing that episode. And there was just in the script, it was like Allison and Donnie wrap, take the body out of the freezer, wrap it do all this stuff, start digging a hole. Like, there was a lot of chunks of action that were just um, described. And, and then TJ was like, okay, you guys are mic'd. We've got a camera here. We've got a camera here. We've got a roving camera here. So uh, just take your time and do your thing. And they just let us improv through the whole wrapping the body of Dr. Leakey. And like, oh, I'm going to barf. I'm going to barf. Like, all that stuff. <laughs> that was, like, was amazing, by the so way. Great. It was fun. And then we did it again this season when we had to dig them back up. And they had a lot of improv in that as well as we just sort of Doubt. Like like certain lines that came out like hot, uh, oh it smells like hot garbage juice <laughs> was an improv because when I was uh, I went to military school in the, in, in uh, Pennsylvania for high school and my old roommate uh, he used to describe farts as, as hot <laughs> garbage juice <laughs> and that's like what came to my mind was hot garbage What's juice. What's his name? I don't know if you can say. Well, throw back to him though. I mean, you know, it's I like will. At Frank least... Tantillo, you're the man. <laughs> I love you, buddy. The infamous money-throwing scene on the bed, yeah. was that improv that as well? That was improv. Helen yes. Shaver was directing that episode, and she came up to us, and she was like, okay, so do you want us to choreograph some moves? Like, how do you want to do this? And Tat and I just looked at each other and were like, now we got this. Yes. Just play the music. So I will say, by far, that scene is one of my favorite scenes in Absolutely. television in the past like decade. I'm not even kidding. It was I a lot of fun. Enjoyed it. So it was much. like that's a bucket list check mark right there. Yeah. Rolling around in your underwear, spraying money everywhere. Like <laughs> I cannot even begin to describe you how good it feels. <laughs> it's the best. Try it out. I mean. <laughs> Maybe just get a lot of ones, but <laughs> I don't know uh, what you can afford to do. But try it out. I mean, ours was prop money, but still, it was so damn damn fun. It was great. But they, they do let us improv so much, and that's a rare, rare treat. 
um, because we both love improv and for writers to they work so bloody hard on this show and we respect the words that they create and the stories that they create um, and it's a huge amount of respect from them to trust us with their episode to be like okay you can improv through this bit or you know throw something fun on the you can change up the lines a little bit if you want to do something funnier that's like a huge amount of respect and a huge amount of um, trust that they put in us so it's an honor to be able to do that. You don't get that on, on a lot of shows uh, because people are just too scared of how much it's going to cost if it doesn't work out. And, uh, you know, it's it's a thrill. I don't know if I'll get the chance to do that again, but it's it's wonderful when we get to do it. Awesome. Well, on that note, guys, let's get into some quick predictions. Lightning predictions. After Buzz TV predictions. What? All right. So for the finale, I think that Rachel is definitely going to screw everybody over because she's power hungry, and I'm hoping that Sarah doesn't screw things up too badly with Felix because it's a bit of train wreck and they're finally on some kind of even footing. I think Delphine's going to come back, but she's bad. (gasps) Or she's different. She's not good. Yeah. That's what I said last time, but I'm sticking to it I more confidently now. I know <laughs> I know that Crystal is gonna come back, thank God, because she is my spirit animal. <laughs> and I Mine too. <laughs> so great. I you I know you love Crystal too. That I do love with Crystal. you guys was amazing. That was one so of my favorite of the seasons. I also think that perhaps I know I think one of the clones is gonna die. I was gonna say that. It feels maybe, like it's time. I feel like it could be Rachel while she's trying to save everybody and then she'll be this like you know uh, hero slash villain. It's gonna be Kasima, and we're all gonna be heartbroken. No, it's gonna no, be MK. It cannot be Kasima. She just coughed right. blood. That's we're not committed well, to her yet. <laughs> she's hard to like because she's well, so aloof. Yeah. Well, guys, please, please, please let us know what you think because there's a lot of shit that's gonna happen next. I don't week. get to make any predictions. Well, uh, no, I can't because I know everything. <laughs> yeah. Just a freaking tease. All right, yep. on that note. Christian, where can everyone find you one more time on social At media? At the Brun, uh, for Twitter and Bonnie Castle, B-O-N-N-Y-C-A-S-T-L-E on the Instagram. Nice. <laughs> I'm Joel Monique. You can find me everywhere at Joel Monique and check me out on Black Girl Nerds this week for my review of Finding Dory. Hey, I'm Ooh. Kelly McInerney. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Holly Weirdo or just watch Silicon Valley later because I'll be yeah. ho- doing that after Buzz. Yeah. <laughs> and you guys, don't forget to follow After Buzz TV at After Buzz TV and all social media platforms. Uh, ABTV, Orphan Black, tweet at us. And you can find me, Sam Davidson, SamD43, Twitter and Instagram, and SamDavidsonEntertainment.com. We will see you all next week for the finale. We cannot wait. Thank you, oh. Christian, for being here. Thank you for having me. Bye. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other aftershows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later! later. <laughs> Wait, oh, The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.